And welcome back to another podcast of Hockey Thoughts. Uh, today, we are going to be discussing the other biggest disappointment of these qualifying rounds. Uh, the fifth-seeded Edmonton Oilers are getting eliminated by the 12-seeded Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I mentioned the Oilers a lot in the, the Penguins podcast because both are kind of in very similar situations, right? Um, the Oilers... At the end of the, uh, at the end of the regular season, there were they had a playoff spot locked up. They they had a playoff spot locked up at the pause. They were rolling. Um, looked like all but a guarantee that they would be you know in the playoffs. They hadn't quite clinched yet, obviously, but it looked like all but a guarantee. And then of course you know the pause happens. Here they are um, as the fifth best team points wise in the West. So they have to play in the qualifying round against a Chicago Blackhawks team that's not quite the same situation as the Canadians. The Blackhawks were is still very much a long shot to make the playoffs at the time of the pause, but they were at least a lot closer than the Canadians were. Um, so in that regard, you know, it's it's not quite as big of an upset in my eyes, and it's not quite as disappointing, I guess. But, you know, if you talk to Oilers fans, obviously it's it's even more disappointing. But um, this series was, in my, in my, in my opinion, uh, everything that the Edmonton Oilers kind of lacked got exploited in this series. And that would be depth in the bottom six. Now, Mike Smith started game one, obviously, um, and got just lit up. And a Blackhawks win. Uh, Koskinen would get the remaining games. And Koskinen, honestly, kind of got lit up too. Um, and we all know about the goaltending issues in Edmonton. And we all know the rumors that are linking Holtby to sign there this offseason. Which would be a great move, especially given their goalies' performances this playoffs. I Like, if Andor Koskinen came out and played really well, then, you know, maybe... You don't have to spend the money to bring Holpe to Edmonton. But I feel like this especially just pounded in that fact that you need to help out uh, your net in order to succeed here. Um, in terms of the bottom six depth, now coming into this series, I thought Chicago had a decent chance of winning. That said, I still had the Oilers in five. Um I, I think Chicago, the key for me was could their young guys play well? They're a very young team, that especially in their bottom six. They have a lot of young forwards that this was their first taste of playoff hockey. Um, and we know the Oilers' struggles in their bottom six. You know, they really don't get much scoring help at all in the bottom six. It's really, or really throughout the lineup, it's really... If we're being honest, all on the shoulders of Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and maybe Yamamoto. Uh, but Yamamoto had such a small sample size, I don't even think you could say that. So we knew the bottom six was going to be a struggle for them. Uh, the question was, could you know the Blackhawks' young, bottom, young but talented bottom six outplay the Oilers and kind of win you know, those battles and kind of balance out uh, 
the four lines in that way, and they did exactly that. Um, I thought Kirby Doc just played out of his mind this series, uh, not only in the face-off circle, but just the confidence that I saw out of Kirby um, was really impressive for me. This is a guy that, in a lot of ways in my eyes, is another Jonathan Taze, and I, I think we saw a bit of that this playoff series, just how good he can be. Um, Debrinkit played well. Kubla Leak obviously played well. I mean, really every single battle that the Blackhawks could possibly have in that bottom six, they won. So that was a big factor to the Oilers' loss. I also thought um, McDavid struggled against Jonathan Taze. I know McDavid scored a lot of goals this series, but Taze did a great job in the face-off circle against him and uh, still, you know, just playing tight to him. Um, McDavid defensively couldn't really handle Jonathan Taze. Uh, Taze had a very good playoff. And really all this came down to, in my eyes, is again, like I said, the big holes that we all knew the Oilers had got exposed. Um, You know, when McDavid and Dreisaitl weren't on the ice, uh, the Oilers were getting completely dominated. And Goaltending-wise, uh, Koskinen and Smith both seemed to really not be able to stop any pucks. I mean, Koskinen certainly played better than Smith, but neither played well. And Corey Crawford, on the other hand, who has a ton of experience in the playoffs, I thought played pretty well. Um, but, again, this is another situation where, like, look, Chicago is a fun team, and they have notable, you know, notable names, and they could be a team that's, you know... I could see them possibly advancing. They're going to have to play. Um, Hold on. Um, Whether they have to play Colorado or don't know if to beat either of those teams, um, they are going to have to play the Vegas Golden Knights as they have locked up the one seed. I, I don't know if... I don't know if they can win that. So it it just seems like another situation, much like with the Canadians, where, you know, it's cool, I guess, to see an upset. But ultimately, this is just disappointing because I feel like neither 12 seed is going to be able to put up much of a fight against these top-seeded teams in both the East and West. And so it's not going to be a competitive series. And in the playoffs, you want all competitive series. And certainly Pittsburgh and Edmonton both would have been able to provide a much more competitive series against these other teams uh, than what we're than what I'm assuming we're going to get. But that said, you never know. Um, look back at the Oilers season. Obviously, uh, they had the Art Ross winner and Dry Seidel, who played great. McDavid was third in the league in points, or something like that. He played great too. I mean, again, not much else to write home about in terms of. There are other guys, Yamamoto, excuse me, in his rookie season did play very well. He only played about 20 games, but he was about a point-per-game player playing with Dreisaitl. Um, so he certainly is a player to watch next season and is what will be his first full season. Uh, Darnell Nurse had a very strong season and kind of emerged as the leader of the back end for the Oilers. Um, so that was a positive, but yeah, ultimately... Um, ultimately, this will be a disappointing season for them, given their playoff performance. Now, the question, is this a success or not this season? Um, I'm going to say no. Now, 
I personally didn't even have them as a playoff team coming into this year. So the fact that they did so well in a regular season um, and did make the playoffs, in a way, I almost want to say it was a success. But I think if you ask any Euler fan, um, they would say that, no, this was a very disappointing season um, with how they ended things. And, um, you know, I think once you make the playoffs especially as, you know, the five seed that they were, you, you expect to at least make the first round um, and put up a fight in that first round. So ultimately, this is a disappointing season. It's certainly not a success, I guess, for the Oilers. Um, looking ahead the next year, they... Again, the goaltending needs to be addressed. I think Braden Holby will probably end up in Edmonton. Um, I think ideally for them, you know, Smith will be gone. I think ideally for them, you try to find somebody to take Hoskinen's contract off your hands. They just gave Zach Cassie in that awful contract. Maybe you can try to move him. Um, and who knows? Maybe, you know, you'll you'll get another first overall pick. Um, they've had so many in recent years to add to this forward core and and try to bring a little more depth to the forward core. Um, I do like the addition of Athanasiu. I know he played very poorly in this series, um, but I think he is a piece that could help your bottom six, certainly uh, next season. And um, as for the rest, you know, I think they're another team, much like Pittsburgh, that I think we might see and I think needs a complete overhaul of that bottom six moving forward. But yeah, it'll be disappointing, you know, to not see the Oilers in the playoffs anymore. Um, certainly an entertaining team. So, but again, you can't blame the format. Um, there's no reason, again, the Oilers should have lost to the Blackhawks. So, ultimately, you only have yourselves to blame for both of these five seeds. And um, I'm going to wrap this up now because, again, I, I don't want these to be long podcasts, for these season reviews. Um, but certainly, when both five seeds get upset, uh, it's going to be a bit of a longer episode. But um, as always, thank you for listening. Um, the next podcast will be the season review for the Minnesota Wild. And um, then at that point, we are caught up for now. Um and we'll await to see what happens in that game five between Columbus and Mo- uh, bleh, yeah Montreal, uh, Columbus and Toronto tomorrow. I will say just a quick note: I am surprised that 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 is the only game five we have in this qualifying round. I certainly thought, especially when you looked at the matchups coming into this, there was a potential for a lot of game fives. Um, thought there was a lot of pretty evenly matched teams facing each other, but here we are. Um, As always, thank you for listening, Um, and again, I will catch you guys in the next one soon here to discuss the Minnesota Wild.